G'day mates, g'day ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another guitar podcast. This is uh, number 187, episode 187. Thank you for joining us for this week's installment of knowledgeable uh, BS that we deliver every week. We've got a great guest this week, um, super excited, and a great bloke, um, Justin Randy. And you're like, who's Justin Randy? Well, Justin Randy is the owner and the man who runs the Baked Potato, the famous Baked Potato in Universal City here in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, it's pretty much, it is the home to all the legendary players, Landau, Lucifer, I mean, there's a gazillion, and I'm not going to name them all. But anyhow, we had Justin in because we were so curious to how that place runs and how it all came together and... And, uh, yeah, if you ever come to Los Angeles, it's a destination you've got to go to. It's so iconic and so many amazing, amazing performances have come out of that place. So we sit down with Justin, so that's really awesome. So uh, I know you guys will dig that. And it's so cool. It's, oh, I think we mentioned it in the Guitar Wink, the podcast. The reason why it's still successful is probably because it's run by a musician who gets it and is... Uh, just his enthusiasm and looking after your musicians, putting them first and making the music important and all that kind of great stuff. That's why it's still going compared to a lot of the other owners of um, venues out there who really suck at, at looking after the musicians and putting uh, music first because they don't. They put us on the bottom of the list and they treat us like shit, so it was so refreshing to have someone like Justin come in and have a completely different experience. Um, oh, how rude. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so we talked to Justin. I know you're going to love it. It's really great. A uh, couple of things we've got to talk about. Uh, Mr. Bruce Foreman is coming to New York, baby. He's coming to New York and doing um, his first show on Broadway. Off-Broadway, on-Broadway. It's all Broadway, baby. Tickets are 20 bucks. Um, it's November 8th. Okay, November 8th. Uh, 20 bucks. Go see Bruce, 9.30 p.m. And he's going to be at the Green Room 42. Wherever the hell that is. Who's calling? Um, yeah, so the Green Room. Uh, and check it out. We've been posting it everywhere. Go check it out. Go support Bruce. This is his one time... Uh, off Broadway who knows the next time we see him he'll be on Broadway so it's only up from here ladies and gentlemen so get in while the going's good and go see The Red Guitar it's an awesome show and it's the only show of its kind I believe in the world in the universe go see Bruce do his thing I mean he slays it he's so fucking good he's just amazing and it's so entertaining you could even take your girlfriend to this show yes I dare to say it. You could take your girlfriend to this show and she would enjoy it. So go see it November 8th in New York at the uh, the Green Room 42. And, uh, yeah, it starts at 9.30 p.m. So all our Brooklyn fans and New York fans, go check it out. Go support Bruce and um, go have a beer with Bruce. It'll be good. Uh, a pedal alert. I um, We don't usually do this, but I'm doing it. Uh, a company uh, that I got connected with in Japan called Free Free the Tone. 
Love the name, Free The Tone. Go check out their pedals. It's freethetone.com. They sent me a, an amazing pedal, uh, an EQ pedal that has like 99 presets, small EQ pedal, and uh, you can program it with MIDI and everything and change it. So you can have different settings for different guitars. It's awesome. Uh, I always see EQ pedals on a lot of session players and, you know, just gives you more options and sound capabilities. Well, this... You know, you jump from your tally to your strat to your arch top or whatever. You can adjust the EQ and have it programmed. Awesome pedal. I love it. I believe Boss has one too, but I don't know why they only gave you four presets on the Boss one. This one has 99, which is awesome. So you can store a lot of presets. I'm using the pedal and love it. It sounds amazing. These guys make incredible stuff. Um, I believe Shane... Shane Terrio uh, works with them and a bunch of other players that uh, we all know and love. So go check out their pedals, Free the Tone. They're an amazing company to deal with and uh, I'm sure if you wrote them and let them know that you listen to Guitar Wank, they may be able to hook you up with a um, Guitar Wank special maybe. But uh, really great company and uh, they were a pleasure to deal with and I love, I love what they're doing. They're doing some really cool stuff. So just sharing. Uh, other than that, just uh, sharing that product, you've got to check it out. I'm really digging that. What else is going on? Uh, we have t shirts, we only have a few left. We're running out of t shirts, we're down to a few extra larges. We've got some girls' t shirts left, and that's about it. We need more t shirts. Um, mugs, we uh need to update them. We have caps, we still have caps. So if you want any of that stuff, let us know. Go to guitarwank at gmail, guitarwank at You can email us at guitarwank at gmail.com and do your complaints and all that stuff there. So anyway, uh, what else do I have to talk about? Oh, Patreon. Go to Patreon. We will be giving, we're sending out the prizes to all our winners from uh, the other week, which uh, I believe it was, um, who was our winners? Um, they know who they are. Roberto, Zan Rosso, uh, Chris, and um, Jeff, I think, who won the amplifier. The Quilter amp and then the Wireworld cables. Thank you to Quilter for giving us that amplifier. Maybe we can get more stuff off you guys to give away. And, of course, Wireworld Pro Audio cables. Larry and David. <laughs> Larry and David, they work on uh, the Seinfeld show. Uh, but yeah, Larry and David from Wireworld Pro Audio Cables hooking Guitar Wank up and you guys are reaping the benefits because you're getting Wireworld Cables sent out to you. So enjoy those prizes. If you want to be involved in these drawings, go to patreon.com slash guitarwank or just go to our website guitarwank.com and click on the Patreon thing, sign up and uh, our goal is to try and get every Patreon member prize at some point that's kind of our goal at the moment so uh yeah we're just gonna hit you guys all up with some kind of prize to say thank you for all of your support um that's about it my good mate in australia kippo brad kipriotis and his band three wise monkeys are in the process of uh releasing new stuff soon i wanted to give a shout out to them because uh, i love what Kippo and the guys are doing and uh, they're playing some amazing stuff so check them out Three Wise Monkeys you can find them on the internet 
Scott's out in the road. I think he's in Asia. Bruce is heading to New Zealand to uh, to probably catch up with uh, some ewes, some uh, lady sheeps. You know, it's cold over there at this time of the year. Does it? Yeah, it does. So, um, yeah, Bruce has gone over there to play with a classical player. So that'll be interesting. And then he comes back and goes to New York. So lots happening, ladies and gentlemen. And you're saying, okay, McCubbin, shut up. We want to get on with the show. And I'm like, yeah, okay, just fast forward, brother. All right, man. Uh, we'll catch you all later. Big shout out to uh, Lyle Workman. And uh, shout out to Joel Taylor. Great men. And uh, who else can I say shout out to? Um, to you. Thank you for joining us. All right, let's go. Justin Randy, thank you, mate. And uh, if you don't feel inspired to go to the baked potato after the show, nothing will. I went and saw Jack Shit with Val Callum uh, the other week. Me and Bruce went after this, and uh, we had a great night. A lot of fun. Jackson Brown got up, and uh, a few other people. It was, it was really, really cool. So go to the baked potato. Check out what they're doing. I know John, uh, Joe Bottomoss is playing there in December. Lukather's got his Christmas show. I think it's all sold out. So, anyway. But bakedpotato.com. Check it out. I think it is bakedpotato.com. All right. Let's just listen to this. All right. Shut up. All right. I got it. I got it. Scott is in uh, Bolivia right now. He sends his regards. In Bo- oblivion. Yeah, yeah. I asked him how the cocaine was. Yeah. 
And the girls. Yeah. Oh, God. That guy. And the girls. Yeah. Damn. Say, Bruce, do the. Okay, well, I'd like to welcome everybody and to let them know that we're very excited to have Justin Randy sitting on the couch tonight. All right. right. I can't believe he consented to do this. He's going to be sorry (laughs) for sure. But, you know, uh, and there's no way. You're not going to get to take it back. Okay. You know, we we, we had one guy who, who we let edit his. His, really? His Who thing. was that? It was J- JT, Joel Taylor. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and and we decided we're never going to do that again oh, okay. because like he he proceeded to really uh, get pretty deep in the bottle with me. Yeah. And 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 for some reason he just thought that you know saying bad shit about a bunch of people wouldn't be a good idea That's for his career. Bad. And I told him his career is already down the shitter. Why yeah. do you worry about that stuff? He was so much fun. <laughs> oh, he oh, was so great. But he, he definitely edited this out of his thing. So, no, you say it. If you don't want people to hear it. Would you like a story d- about Joel? <laughs> yes. I would love a well, story about Joel. His accountant told him that he had to stop going to the baked potatoes so much because the amount of money he spent in a year was so astounding that he said, look, buddy. You can't write all of that off. <laughs> That's a business expense. <laughs> so oh, for those of you good. out there that yes. don't know, Justin is is uh, the esteemed owner, co-owner. Is your dad still in it with you? Well, he's retired. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of the Baked Potato, the... Uh, the oldest famous, jazz club in L.A. Yes, and <laughs> the hap- most happening hip... Hip hang, there is. It's got to be one of the most famous clubs in the world, right? Well, it's come, you know, as far as jazz goes. Yeah. yeah it's right up there with the rest of the yep. main yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah and, for sure. Uh, and Justin is the son of Don, Randy, yep. the, the fantastic keyboard player. Right. Who we all know and love. And, and you're a musician yourself. I am. I mean, how could you not be? I mean, just yeah. think about his dad, who his DNA, and then the fact that you hung around that club growing up. I mean, Jesus time. Christ, the rest of us fucking have to practice, motherfucker. I know, I got to watch the best guys and to go home and go, okay, I got that one little piece. Yeah, and you know, he, he just got it, and we all had to practice, and he just got to sit around and get it, you yeah. know. So did, did your dad have it from day one? Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. When, was, when was that? It was actually November 17th, 1969, so that means... In, in in November, mm-hmm. it will be 50 years. Wow. Whoa. And I imagine we, you got some big plans for that. Yeah, yeah. We did a big, huge 40th anniversary concert at the at the Mark Taper. Yeah. and uh, Not the Mark Taper, the uh, Anson Ford. Right. But this next one, I've got a few different venues on hold right now because it's going to be the 50th. And, yeah. You know, and I kind of want the city to give my dad a yeah. something. That's huge, you man. Know? You know, because Garcetti has been to the Big Potato because his dad took him there because he was a piano player in the beginning. Oh, Our mayor, really? Garcetti, yep, yeah. he plays piano. Like, he's really a very good piano oh, player. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. And he made a decision in his life to be a musician or become a lawyer and become what yeah. he's become. But his dad was, you know, he was the, oh. uh, he was the um, what was his dad? He was the, the um, what's the head lawyer in the city? What's, the district. He was the DA of LA. Oh. oh, wow. And so I remember being a kid and him bringing his son to see my father. <laughs> oh, cool. So, you know. Damn, man, you have seen some shit. Like, you've seen some amazing shit. <laughs> right? I've seen it all. Have, have, is there a book or is there thoughts on a book? Oh, God. Or where I, would you start? Just, it would be... You know, have you read Lukather's book? Because you know, yes. he, he really is. We had you know, Lukather on the show. How amazing he is in it about the baked potato. I mean, to read that like that and have it mean so much to him the way he means so much to us. Yeah. It was kind of amazing. But uh, 
Yeah, you know, I, I was right there in the middle of everything. So I don't know if I should speak <laughs> about some of these things that I saw. Man, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where to start. I mean, it's yeah. such a... I, me coming from Australia, I mean, yeah. obviously, as a young musician, you know, idolize guys like Lukather and Landau yeah. And, yeah. and all those cats. And the baked potato was always... That's yeah. where these guys hung out. Yeah. That's where... First thing I want to come to... Uh, when I come to Los Angeles, yeah. you go to the baked potato. Sure. That's what you do. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's... Uh, and it's still that way. I mean, yeah. you know, they're all still playing... All of them. Yeah, none you know, of, nothing's mean, changed, no, right? No, this is where they play. Luke still lives up the hill, you know? Yep. I mean, wow. it's amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really, really yeah. cool. Yeah. So it's And it's... Is it open seven nights a week? Seven nights a week, every single That way he doesn't have to clean it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn the lights down. <laughs> wow. And so how did... Did you, how did it come about? How did the baked right. potato come well, about? Well, he was a studio musician. He was part of the wrecking crew. So right. he was working a lot. But really, all those wrecking crew guys were jazz guys. Yep. They all were. Like real jazz guys. They yeah. all thought they were going to be jazz musicians and make it. And uh, But they had to work all day long. And then it turned into the wrecking crew. Right. So And so they were doing, working all day long every day. That, that gang of guys, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hit songs. Yeah. They're, they're on the radio every day. Yep. Um, my father's literally on the radio every single day that passes, like every single day that, that he played on so many hits that wow. it's on the, he's on the radio every day. You can go, you know, any market and you listen to, oh, that's him, that's, you know, wow. but, uh, they needed a place to play yep. and, you know, they were making a ton of money, but they, you know, they weren't spending it. These guys were working that much. That was their job. Yep. He didn't even think of it as it as like, we're making hits. It was their job. Yeah. They went yep. to work. Yep. So they opened the club. So. At nighttime, they could come there and play whatever they wanted. They could play jazz. Oh, they could right. play whatever the hell they wanted. So that was the real basis of why he opened it. Was it was it built or or did it was no, there? He, a... he, we got the building and it was a dentist's office. Oh wow! And so they turned it into yep. the baked potato. And at first they had beer and wine, and then they got a full liquor license and yep. you know built a little kitchen back there. And then over time, it kind of you know remodeled and remodeled to the, where it is today. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of amazing. And the cats that have come and, through that. Oh, and yeah. the funny thing is, is the night that it was supposed to open, my dad was, of course, supposed to open the club. Right. And he was busy. And <laughs> Dave, Dave Grusin was the first one to play at the Big Potato. Oh, and, and, I, and I talked to Dave one night at the club yeah. about that. He's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, because he was in the studio and he could not get out. Oh, and God. you, he called you to come and play. And you <laughs> did. And that was the first night of the Big Potato being open. Man. Yeah. And see, all these guys are so famous now, but yeah. really they were musicians yep. for the longest, you know, long time. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, except for exceptions like Lukather, who, you know, wrote Hold the Line when he was 19. Right. I yeah, mean, that right. guy's, you know, one of a kind. You know, certain guy, Larry Carlton, one of a kind, you yep. know. But he played there every Monday for years and years until he became Larry Carlton. Yeah. Wow. And Lee became Lee Rittenauer. Lee, Lee you know, Rittenauer. Lee played on Tuesdays, you know. I mean, just over the years, how many, uh, like, icons have just turned yeah. up at the joint? Oh, uh, so many, so many. I've met so many, I, you know, the biggest. Yeah. The biggest, you know. Has Clapton you know. come through? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, the great story about Clapton, he was coming to see Steve one night, and the doorman didn't know it was him, and he was stuck outside because it was sold out. I mean, it was just jam-packed, and... <laughs> Eric, Clapton Eric Clapton stuck Clapton. in it. Yeah. So he went across the street to Carl's Jr. and had a burger and so he, so we could wait a little while so that he could get in. 
Eric Clapton. Eric. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I'd, like, I've been there all these years. I've gotten one autograph, and that was Jeff Beck, because he was right there. Yeah. And I'm like, that's freaking Jeff Beck sitting right there. And, and I, I have one autograph from, you know, I've had the club for 32 years now, so that's the one I still have on a baked potato napkin. That's... Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. that's super cool. Yeah. Who who else has come through? I've oh. met I well, I met almost everybody in Pink Floyd except for Roger Waters. I met all of them at the Big Potato. Yeah, I, mean, they I come mean, through. you know, to look at when David Gilmore's sitting there, and you're like, that's freaking David Gilmore right there, you know. And you know, and I was in the bathroom, and the what, the the keyboard player for Pink Floyd. I mean, I literally I knew he was in the bathroom. He's trying to go in there, and I yeah. walk in, and I'm like, I'm gonna shake his hand in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward, but yeah, you yeah. know, it's memorable. Yeah, totally. You know, not very because, hygienic because but... some of these guys are they're gone. They're not around yeah, anymore. Yeah. You know, so it's you know it's. It's it's it was an amazing run and it still is an amazing run. It's it's still going yeah, strong. Yeah, I mean, you know, back in February we had Hal Blaine's 90th birthday, and you know he passed away three weeks after that party. Oh. But what a party we had for him! And you know, I'd known Hal my entire life. I yep. I can't even believe that Hal's not here because it's my dad's best friend. You know, wow. he was here our yep. whole lives. He lived down the street. You know, I mean, it was that kind of guy, and. Uh, what a party we had. I mean, the biggest drummers. I mean, Charlie Watts came. I mean, everybody came <laughs> to the baked potato to tell Hal happy birthday. Right. I mean, that's kind of unbelievable. And all the music that night was all songs he played on. And he sat there in the front and signed autographs all night long and took yeah. pictures. And he had an amazing time. What a great you night. You know, yeah. It was, it was a really, I'm so glad we did that party because, yeah. you know, it was, it was, it was important. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's, that's so cool. Yeah. That's, it's amazing. That's yeah. incredible. Did you have you ever had any of the Beatles come through? I I haven't met any of them no. there. No, 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 no. But I mean, but I've met Ringo Starr. But he lived right down the street from us. So <laughs> I went to his when I was a kid. We lived in the Hollywood Hills, and yep. I knew Ringo moved in. So I literally went to his door and knocked on his door because when we were kids, we didn't care. Didn't care. And he came to the door, and I'm like, Ringo Starr, I just wanted to meet you because <laughs> he lived just around the corner. Right. You know, yeah, man, yeah. Because that 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 area and up on yeah. the hill is yeah, just. Yeah. The place, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's where everybody lived. I mean, yeah. I, I grew up there, so I don't. I didn't know any different, you know. Yeah. I mean, Frank Zappa lived right down the street. That was real, you know. He was just, and that studio was right down the street because yep. it was like you take Woodrow Wilson around the corner from us, and there's Frank's house, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it was just one of those kind of places where everybody up there, everybody lived there. Wow. Eddie still lived up there. Back to everybody, I, you know, Van Halen, Luke, they all lived right up in there. You yeah. know, did Eddie ever come in much? Oh yeah, lots of times. Really? He played there, sure. He did a night one night with Lukather, Landau, and him. All three of them. What? And it was Carlos Vega, I believe, and Will Lee on bass. And they called it Fuck Snot. <laughs> and that was on the marquee. And, oh. uh, and it was, you know, can, and back then there was racks. Everybody had racks, you oh, know. Yeah. Oh, my like God. refrigerators. Yep. Yeah. And there was three of them on stage. Because <laughs> Luke had one. Landau had one. We all know his big, yeah. huge rack. And Eddie had an enormous one. So, and they all stood on the front in the line god i'm i'm already yeah. getting you know yeah it was 90 kind of, earplugs just to think oh about my it. god can you imagine i know <laughs> wow i know but now did people were people clued into that that was going to yeah, go down I mean, or? it was yeah. like you know all you know yeah, yeah. the funniest thing was the parking lot that day because back then you know they were all working so much literally it was the lamborghini a ferrari of luke the lamborghini was eddie ferrari was was luke and landau had this 930 flared porsche with a whale tail and blue one with a white interior I mean, it was like it was an amazing back parking lot that day you know what? just the best oh my god yeah. man 
And what about some of the parties oh, that have been? Oh, yeah. I know, right? No kidding. No <laughs> oh, kidding. Shit. Has it tamed down? Like, I imagine oh, yeah. the parties back in the day must have oh, been nuts. Oh, it was crazy because it was, you know, it was all those years. Yeah, all, yeah. All of what went on in those years. Yeah, yeah everybody's older now. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, you know many are sober. You yeah. Know. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it is what. And many are dead. <laughs> and many are gone. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. many are gone that yeah. are. You know, and that's the biggest tragedy about the club is you, you, you know these people so well. You're, you're, you know, and, like and it's family. always like you're standing there next to them, and then in a week, they're gone, and you're uh. like, that's freaking crazy because they mean so much to so many people. They're so integrated into all of our lives. You know, the different bands everybody plays in. You know, yeah. I mean, because most of the musicians play in three. That play there at least. You yeah. know, oh yeah, at least three different bands, and that's how it is. You know, oh, that's how we, yeah, yeah. What we do? Yeah. Oh, God. Now, Bruce, yeah. you've played there a bunch over the years. Yeah. Over when the was, oh, yeah. Do you remember the first time you played the baked potato? God, I don't. I mean, I'm trying to remember. I remember since I've been back in L.A. I mean, I played there yeah. back in the 70s. Yeah, sure. But... Uh, and you played not that long ago. Yeah, I just played yeah. not that long yeah, ago. Yeah, by himself. One of the rare times one person played... That, a person played... And, and, I, guitar, and, and yeah. Justin, yeah. I, I know you weren't there that yeah, night because yeah. you'd had a bunch of yeah. runs of things. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a camera like where you watch the shit from your house? Oh, totally. To on my phone, right? I can show you right now. Oh, What's happening? dude. <laughs> dude. Because like, I, I, I got to admit, I was kind yeah. of part performing for you. Oh, even that's though you awesome. Were no, yeah, but I, I want to say that on my gig, yeah. even though it wasn't a packed house, it was yeah. a Sunday night. Yeah. But it was okay. We had more women yeah. there than I've <laughs> ever seen in that club. And I'm telling you the fucking truth, yeah. man. We had, yeah. it was 50% women. Wow. That's an accomplishment for the baked potato. It, it is. Really is. It is, man. Well, I was, gonna, nights, I was thinking of naming it something else. Yes, because yes. Then we, we, since we got women now, we yeah. can call it like yeah. the baked whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right? The bearded clam. Yes. How about ah, that? There. <laughs> you guys don't stream, right? No, not, not at this point. No, but I'm sure you, eventually we will have a whole... You've thought this. about it? Oh, yeah. 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 And, yeah. The, and to, the setup is to do it the way it can only work for the guys who play there. It has to be... They won't approve it unless it gets to a certain level. Yeah. Musically. Like, yeah. I mean, sound-wise. You know, even though we have... A, the, the club is a Pro Tools studio. So, yeah. I mean, it's wired completely. So, for the streaming, it would literally be... It'd have to everything go through the Pro Tools and mixed live yeah, and sure. then can be yeah, sent then, out. Yeah. That's a whole other And line, I mean yeah. just you know, I mean that's why it's it says no no photography, no audio, no video filming in the club because these guys are, you know, they have real lives and they're coming there to hang out and play. Yeah. Not necessarily have it be tomorrow on YouTube, which it often is. Often is you know. Which pisses and, everyone off. Yeah, and, you know, I mean there's been so many moments where it was like, you know, I mean we all know about the story with Vinny. I mean, that video's been on the internet. It's got two million views, and the guy was sitting right at Z Bar, you know, filming Vinny, and it's annoyed him forever. Oh, but what's that one? I didn't know. It's, that it's one. a uh, it's a a night with Vinny and Abraham and Greg Matheson and Mike Landau, and you know, the guy literally snuck in a camera, held it in a backpack, and filmed Vinny the whole show. Right. But it's just on Vinny, and you know, so but you uh. know, that's that's like. You know, watching somebody in their car while they're yeah, driving. That's right? not the point. Vinny was only ever there to, because he was trying to get away from all the other stuff he does. Yeah. That's what the baked potato is. These, these big gigs that everybody really has, yep. that is their living. You know, they come to the club so they don't have to play those songs yeah. at all. Yeah. You know, they don't have to. Mike doesn't play a James Taylor song right. at yeah. all. Yeah. He plays whatever <laughs> he wants, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of same with Lukather. You know, he comes there to play 
absolutely nothing he plays the entire year except there. Yeah. And yeah. that's what he's going to do. And having December. that privacy too where you can yeah. let, yeah. let it all hang out yeah. and just have fun yeah. and without and, someone. And it's where we all came from. You know, yeah. all of us that learned how to play, we didn't learn on big concert stages. No. We learned to no. play in clubs. Yeah, yeah. where no. you could hear the us other old guys at least. Yeah. 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 Where you're just live mixing, yeah. blending, yeah. playing. Controlling your volume, yeah. you know, yeah. all of it. Real. Yeah. You know, right. actually yeah. playing because yeah. your amp is what we're hearing. Right. For real. Not yeah. an aversion of it in a big, you, huge stadium. Right. You know. And the baked potato, every time I've been there, it always sounds good. Yeah, that's some kind of magical thing about I th- that room. I really, I mean, I yeah. think a lot of it has to do with just the fact that so much music has been played, been played in there. there. Yeah. It's like, you go to these old clubs, yeah. and there's the, you look at them, and there's no rhyme or reason acoustically why it sounds yeah. and feels good, yeah. except for there's just like the ghost of a million yeah. gigs. There. Yeah, a million gigs. and. And, you know, and having bitchin' gear and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But but we've been around so long that we get the latest great gear all the time. Yeah. Because we're, I mean, we're so fortunate to be endorsed the way we are. Yeah. But we are. And we don't say no, and we always want it to be the next best thing. And, right. you know, most places don't have speakers that every single one of them are $4,000, you know, because it's too expensive. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. you get good stuff. But it still sounds... Yeah. It sounds so natural. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, it I doesn't mean, sound state of the no, art. And I actually, no, exactly. I kind of prefer lo-fi. Right, totally. Especially it's still in, an analog I mean, what, board. What is there, 70 people? It, it seats 86 people. Okay, 86. so it's like, yeah. we're talking about... Yeah, literally. I mean, I can I could spit to the oh, back yeah. wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and the funny thing, I played there once with Danny Carey. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And, and, you know, that stage isn't big, but it's not really it's not the smallest small. stage yeah, I've ever exactly. played. Right. Although, the night we played with Danny Carey... Well, he double kicks, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he had, like, 70, 80% of the stage. Yeah. And the rest of us was, like, Doug Webb and Brian yeah. Charette and yeah. me <laughs> and Andy Sinisi. And we're, like, we're like hanging on the edges. And, and yeah. it's basically, again, Danny Carey's got, like, a cockpit of a 747. Oh, yeah, and totally. And it was so great. But yeah. even, even then, you know, and you can yeah. imagine how powerful that was. Yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, movie. sure. Sure, sure, because because yeah, it can be really loud, but it, we don't certainly make it that loud. Yeah. I want to hear every single thing, yeah. Yeah. every yeah. note of everybody's instrument. And yeah. Yeah. That's you know that's by controlling the volume and in a in a magical kind of way. You know, it's got to be big and full. Yet at the same time, I don't want anybody being drowned out. Yeah, because that's not right either. That's yeah. not the baby potato. It's yeah. about everybody on the yeah. stage. Right. You know, so yeah. and even when you have a star like Danny Carey, who is just freaking awesome, you know. And just so you want to hear something about Danny Carey, Danny Carey's sure. a customer at the club often because uh, yeah. he's coming to watch these guys. Yeah. Right. Danny, um, you know, he's Danny Carey. Yep. He's got the Grammy. He's got the full rock star life. He still comes to see Chad Wackerman play. Right. He still comes to see Joel Taylor play. Right. He comes because he wants to absorb these guys. Yeah. And he doesn't have to, but he does. Yep. And I think that's what I love most about him. He's, he wants to be better. Even him. Yeah. He still wants to be better. And yeah. it's like, how? Uh, you're fantastic. Yeah. Is there a better? Who knows? But he's a great guy for trying, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. I love that. That's, that's what makes him so good. That's what makes him so good, to never close your mind, to right. constantly bring in more, you know? So who, who is there a, is there a um, kind of a, a, a list of guys that were kind of the family of the baked potato. Yeah, is yeah, it, there there is in a way. I mean, right. it's a pretty big list, and the right. family's it's, kind of wide. It's because of, you know, we've been open so long, so, long. so yep. you know that the list is big. Yep. But they are in it, and yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know when people 
call that are on in that <laughs> list area, um, you know, they certainly get to call you know the shots of where they want to play. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and I'm and I seriously don't ever cancel bands. And, but I always leave the exception of in case. But if Larry right, if right. Larry calls or Steve calls, or I'm gonna I'm gonna re, uh, re reroute everything. Yeah. But yeah. I don't do that for very many people. But they are the people I do it for. Yeah. Because yep. they're they're part of why we're here. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's just part of what made it, you know, become what it is. Yeah. You know, some of those albums, the Live at the Big Potato albums, those original ones. I mean, that is Larry. That is Luke. That is you know. I mean, yeah. these guys, you know. You know, they, they gave so much too. They know? did, and yeah. they did, and it, yeah. it's you know. Did you have you had many like guests like Rod Stewart or oh, Prince or there. any? Uh, of that? They've all been in. All really? Been, oh God! I yeah yeah. Man. Prince was he glowed. He was the magic man. That guy walked in. I was like, "Am I? What is happening what? with the lighting in here? It's usually dark." And I looked across the room, and I was like, "Is he glowing?" Because <laughs> he, he was like he was um, walked in and sat down. I'm like. That's freaking Prince, man. And he was Prince. Coming he, to hear Otmaro Ruiz play keyboards. For real. That's why he was there that night. He was wow. coming to see Otmaro. And that, he, didn't, that, he didn't play at all? No, he came no, and sat in. Well, saying. they've tried to get him. That yeah. One of the last times he was there before he passed away, yeah. they definitely were trying to get him up because it was a jam night. And he... They a lot of times, <laughs> there was an advanced team for him. Yeah. Like somebody would come and say, Prince is coming, we'd hold the seat. And, but that's fine. You yeah. Know. Yep. That's, that's better, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah know, for for sure. us and for other people around them. And we held it, he had the whole backside of the bar. And he came and he was hanging out with a bunch of people. And they were like, you know, from the stage, come on up. There's all this gear. And uh, he didn't come up. He but, didn't go no, up. No, no. But, but I know he probably wanted to. Yeah. Because it was so easy, you know. I mean, everybody's so damn good on the stage, you know. Yeah. Wow. it's still yeah. so hard to believe he's gone I can't it's really weird it's, yeah, yeah. Nuts. we've lost it's so many because breaks. he came to the club quite I mean he, it wasn't like a couple times he came there a lot of times oh, wow. you know because yep. it was this place oh the thing about the baked potato the reason these guys still come is because we don't have paparazzi out front yeah we never do yeah and, and I've seen them across the street sometimes but it's pretty much totally frowned upon because it's not about the audience at the baked potato it's about the band on yeah. stage and, yep. and anytime it starts shifting like that that's not what we're about it doesn't matter who's in the audience. Yeah. You know, Clooney's been in the audience, but nobody gave a crap, you know, because he was in the corner and we were watching a show. Yeah. That's, and he was too. Yeah. It wasn't about him being there. So, you know? so can th those type of people can yeah. come and be left alone. They're not totally. Getting, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why Clint Eastwood still comes because he, he's just a guy. When he walks in the club, I mean, of course, when he orders at the bar, he freaks you out because you're like, <laughs> fuck, that's fucking Clint Eastwood ordering a beer. You know, but, but, it's, but he's been coming there for, you know, 50 years. He's yeah. been coming since we opened. And he's, oh, he's been coming for all these years, you know. Yep. He loves jazz. Yep. Of course he's going to come. Yeah. You know, his kid's first gig was at the Big Potato. I mean, come on, Kyle's first upright bass gig was on that stage. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he was a kid. And yep. He lived up the hill. and He's like, I have a band. And then, you know, he knew other musicians. And I was like, hell yeah. Of course you have to. You have to. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Keep it in the family. Totally, totally. Yeah. So what is the... What is the deal? How do you play the baked potato? How does someone play the baked potato? <laughs> I wish it was well, easier. Yeah. But it's well, just no, no. Not. I mean, let's face yeah. it. He, you've got to be yeah. in some ways hit on like the prettiest chick in a biker. Oh bar. my god, it's unbelievable, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, it is. You know, it is. 
and, and believe me, I do my best to always bring in new people and find new acts because part of this whole thing is finding the next people. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I do and I have and I will continue to. But it's hard, you know, it's hard because there's only 365 days in a year. Yeah. We'll probably close four of them, you know, like New Year's Day, Christmas, and maybe a day for repairing the bathroom or who knows what, you know, but we almost are never closed. But, you know, I'm booked months in advance nowadays because yeah. of the way we all operate, because of the computers, because we all have schedules, and most musicians are so much better at it than they used to be. Yeah. They really are quite good at it yeah. now. Yeah. Even Joel Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> although although our last, my last gig with Joel sort of fell down, but, yeah. but I, I mean... I love I, I'll Joel take, Taylor I'll so take a much. So I'll take badass. a little bit of the responsibility. Yeah. The rest I'll give to Joel. Right. No, but, I uh, love Joel. He's uh, been part you know, of the family... As long what a, as I what can a great musician! I oh love man, him so he's much. so badass. One of the best nights I ever heard Joel play. I had a big potato in Hollywood, and he played for two nights with Alan Holdsworth, which you know I yeah. can't even talk about that he's yeah. not here now because he was so much part of my life that yeah. I can't believe he's gone. But yeah. Joel had the flu, like knockdown flu, like he was a hundred and something temperature, and yeah. he got up there, and he was so fantastic. And those two nights were like the top exceptional nights of Alan Holdsworth nights that we all saw, you know. It was just, the, you know, Alan was really in best form then. And Joel, I mean, as far as that, you know, as far as being somebody who drinks a lot and can play, yep. you know. But he's, <laughs> could, but those shows were just at the top, at the top, you know. And, you know, I, yeah. yeah I miss man. Alan Holdsworth probably one of the most, most, because it's part, it was part of every year of your of year after year of yep. the Alan Holdsworth shows, which are, you know, when you play guitar, all the and I play guitar, yep. and, you know, and I can learn a lot of stuff from a lot of people. But that guy, I could watch all night long, and I didn't know what the hell I was looking at. <laughs> I never knew what I was looking at. Yeah. I didn't understand it, but I loved it because yep. I couldn't believe what his hands looked like on the neck. Yeah. It looked like nobody else's head. Like yeah. none of us do that. Yeah. I don't even know what it was doing, but it was so good. We came so close to getting him on guitar. Oh week. God, I'm so yeah. like weeks. Oh. We were we were gonna go down there, yeah. and then we're like, nah, let's have yeah. him up here, oh. and we'll just wait, and, and then right. then we. Lost and him. he was funny. He was a That's really what I heard. he was funny, and he was a good guy. And he was yeah. a friend. Yeah. If you knew him, you know, for a long time, he was a friend. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you totally, and you would do anything for him. You know what I mean? Be, you know, if there was an issue, you would solve it. Yep, and. Yeah, I loved that guy oh, a man. lot. He taught me things about music. He personally taught me about songwriting. That he told me there one night I because I have a band and I write oddly sometimes. Yep. And there's vocals in my band, so you know when you have something that's more, you know, vocal oriented, they most musicians who are playing with you tend to want you in three four 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 zero anything whatever it is so that it makes sense. Except Alan. Told, I was having trouble with a couple of my songs and I was like, look, it goes 4-4 four, four to 7 then it comes back to 2 and then 4 again and then 7 and this is how it goes, this is what I wrote. He <laughs> said, Justin, they're all ones. That's it. Just ones. And I was like, what? Yeah, there are no bar lines. And I was like, he goes, it's all okay. Don't you see what I do? And I was like, I changed my world. That man, one day at the Baked Potato changed my world so that I stopped worrying about time signatures. And it changed my writing forever because he said they're all ones and I didn't understand it. I mean, he had to say it like twice to me. <laughs> so I understood what he really meant. Like, no, it's one, 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 right, one, no one bar whatever lines. the fuck you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. No it's bar your lines. choice, you exactly. know? And it changed my world. 
you know, because of that man who said those words to me, yeah. you know, and I was just, I'll never forget it. And I will owe him that forever, yeah. you know, and it was such a great one. Yeah. You know, what a concept. Danny Carey does that concept. Right. He doesn't give a crap about time signature. And I love that about him. He's right. whatever it is. And he loved Alan Holdsworth. He saw Alan every time he could. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yep. yeah. Danny loved Alan Holdsworth. Yeah. Man. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's, that was an exceptional guy. Yeah, one man. of a kind, one of a kind. Yeah. So, and you, you guys, you had a club in Hollywood. Yeah, we had one in Pasadena and in Hollywood. So, yeah. Yeah. how long did you have them in? I had the Pasadena one for about four, no, five years, yeah. and then Hollywood for five years. I took the most of the stuff from the Pasadena, closed that one, and opened in Hollywood. Of course, the whole time the Studio City has been going for yes. fifty years. And what just, was what was the deal? It was oh, just different times in my life when I was young and yeah, you yeah. know bold yeah you know and but it what yeah. didn't work in hollywood oh or? no they actually all worked i yeah. mean i thought pasadena didn't work as well as hollywood hollywood was the number one jazz club every year yeah it, los angeles times number one because we i was you know at the i was 33 i was yeah. on fire you know yeah. but i had a kid and i was it was a little it was a little much running little back much. and forth to two clubs and my little girl and it was yeah. like so i was like you know what this is probably where am I headed with this whole thing? You yeah, know, either yeah. I'm going to take over the world with jazz clubs, which seems a little idiot, you know, <laughs> or just you know, yep. you know, check myself, you know. But but I had fun every time. Yeah, you know? Man, I, yeah. I didn't get to go to the one in Hollywood. Either. Yeah, that was from uh, what was it, '98 to 2002. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. That was the transition of Clinton to Bush era. <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah. That was when I was bold and believed in anything. That was possible. that was with his Y two K. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was Y2K. open that oh, night. I was like, open. I, I was like there. KY too. <laughs> KY too. <laughs> yeah, Alex Lidgett did that that weekend night with a like um Brian uh, um what was his name Brian Auger and Alex Lidgett did that that New Year's night. And I can't even imagine the lineups of musicians oh, over God. the years that oh, have just yeah. turned up and and yeah. jumped on stage. Oh, and, it's a, oh, are you. Roddy Foster was playing not that long ago, just a few months ago. He's a very amazing organ player. And I knew Stevie Wonder was coming because they called me and I had his table. But we are sold out and no one in the club knew that Stevie was sitting over there on A1. And it was like until he walked up and grabbed the microphone and decided to sing for everyone. And it was like, you know, to have a sold out room already watching somebody and really loving it. And then Stevie Wonder grabbing the microphone (laughs) and singing, you're the sunshine of my life. I mean, really? Full voice? Stevie Wonder? I mean, holy cow. That was like, I cried. I mean, I don't, you know, it brought tears to my eyes because it was that good. You know, it was that much of a moment. Can you imagine being in the audience that night, just happening uh, to be there? It's the best. That's really cool. It was pretty good. That's super It's a good cool. one. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm going to go there to see Todd Sharp. Oh, oh yeah, yes. Todd's right. coming up yeah, in October. Yeah. The, yeah. Amp, the Amp guy, yeah. 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 And um, is it Jack Shit? Oh, yeah, they're here Jack in a couple... Oh, Jack Shit's coming in a couple weeks. Yeah, couple yeah weeks. I'd like to yeah. see that. Oh, I definitely that. want to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we should go to that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. They're exceptional just because it's so entertaining and yeah. the musicianship is so absurdly amazing. And, yep. And, you know, the, you know, none of them are cowboys <laughs> at, at all. At all. <laughs> because I'm there in no, the daytime yeah. and they're yeah. completely musicians. And then they come in dressed... I mean, but, like, so severely not. It's so funny to be there in the afternoon because... They're not. Yeah. yeah. Then they come in as though they're cowboys. Yeah. Totally committed. I love that. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So what yeah. about at fights? Has there been any 
any big brawls? I know, coming from Australia, my town, if there was a pub, there'd be tons of fights. Yeah, not so much. Not so much? Not so much. The the nice thing about the club is because it's expensive, not that it's that expensive, but it it does cost money to get in there. Yeah. You know, and and it's, there's all this focus at, at others you know i mean they're yeah. all focused against the stage most people yeah there's been fights sure we've dragged people out of there it right. happens but you know i try not to make no, it nothing yeah. iconic no yeah. no no yeah. nothing that i would <laughs> tell anybody about <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah i'm yeah. sure there's a lot of shit you can't talk about no not so much but but you know it was you know yeah yeah there's been there's been moments <laughs> yeah. and it, do you have um, do you have cats that come through? I'm sure when Luca the plays oh, land out, it's oh, always yeah. sold out. Always. I know when Scott plays, it's probably always, always sold out. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Scott's yeah. Scott, Scott's Scott a, Henderson. Man. Yeah. He's Scott Henderson. Right. One of a kind. You know. There's there's one Scott Henderson. There's one Mike Landau. Yeah. One Steve Luca. Yeah. yeah. They they and none of them sound alike. No. Uh, not at all. I mean like. Not at all. Not at all. And that's just that they're all that good and that exceptional on the same damn instrument. What the hell? You know, and they're all different. Now, it's Justin, deep. do you play? Do yeah. you get to play there? Oh, yeah, I play there yep. once a month. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do a showcase night because there's a lot of bands that, you know, couldn't pull off a whole night there. So the only way we can find out what they are, what they're about, is to have these nights where I put like four bands on. And I always do that night, yeah. you know, oh, just to host cool. it. Yeah, because, you know, we have all that gear. You know, we're, we're endorsed by everybody. So so you have, have a full back line. Full back line. Yep. We have Fender, amps, and <clears throat> DW, massive brand new drum set that we yep. always get. And bass rig. And there's even a 74 Fender Rhodes there. That's my father's old Fender Rhodes, which oh, people wow. love and play it often because it's a real 74 freaking Rhodes, you know. Yeah, so, yep. um, and so we do these nights so I can at least, if I can't tell... You know, I can get them in on that night, and they still can make some money playing at the Big Potato. You yeah, know? yep. You know, that's that's the thing. I mean, I know it sometimes seems expensive at the club, but you know, these musicians, you know, they they deserve this. You know, these different prices, and they get paid to do yeah, this. You know, yep. it's definitely not about the money for them when they're playing at the club, but you know, they still have to get there and they have to get all their gear there and oh, they have no, to put gotta, on yeah. a real show. And, you yeah, know, I believe music should be paid for, you know, I mean, yeah. these, this is a job. This is a real job that real people have as a career. And, you know, you got to pay for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't agree with free open jams where there's no cover. I just don't agree with it. I think it, I think any musician who's calling themselves a musician, people should pay to see them. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just what I think, but I've had a club for a long freaking time and I'm totally you know, <laughs> taken it, by you, that. Is Yoshi there tonight? Yoshi? No, that was last night. Tonight, oh, that was last night? Tonight is um, Donald Hayes, fantastic young saxophone player that yeah. I think is great. And, you know, and it's over the last two years, we've kind of got him going now. Bob Reynolds from uh, Snarky Puppy, he's gone solo and we've built him into a sold out band. I mean, and I love guys like that because they're young, you know, I'm much yeah. older than them and to be much older than them and see how good they are, yeah. you know, and go, we're going to stick with this guy forever because he's look at listen to that, yeah. you know, it's just really there. What what have you noticed over the years? It's like all the years you've been running the joint. Have you noticed a difference with musicians? That how the scene has changed so much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen it. But the nice thing is, is that it kind of just broadens the word jazz even farther. Yeah. Because you know it went from you know fusion to and straight ahead and Latin and R and B to now it's you know with this jam music where they can play. It's basically jazz fusion, I mean, but they're calling it jam band. And, but they're bringing in pop elements to it, which I think is freaking great. Most of the jazz guys in the old days would 
always take a pop song and turn it into a jazz tune. That's, they have been doing that forever. That is what jazz that's is. That is. We yeah. fuck up pop tunes. Yeah, I mean, that's, and change the time signature and make it totally something else. But you yeah. can hear the song That's there. what we do. That's yeah. what jazz is. That's one Hello. of my favorite things about the Beatles is that, boy, all the jazz versions of their songs are awesome because yeah. they set up so well. Yeah. I mean, they really set up quite well to do jazz versions yeah. of it. Yeah. And I've heard tons of them, you yeah. know? But how, are you at the club every night or not? Every, every night? single day at some point, oh, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it usually... And you live right nearby. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so I mean... And you've, got, and you've got your spy And I watch all night long. It's, <laughs> you, know, you know, and it's, it's part of it is just having a good staff or at least trying to my best to have a good staff, you yeah. know, and, and, and if I, you know, keep keep on everything yeah year after yeah. year after year so yeah. that it, it keeps going that's a that's a lot of i imagine it's a lot of work it, yeah i know luckily i've been doing it so long that i know exactly what it is yeah at yeah. least i try to think i know exactly what it is and yeah. i just try yeah. to keep going yeah and you know just keep going looking forward you know yeah. filling the nights you know see what works see what doesn't you know, the only thing I hate about the baked potato, to be really it's honest, the parking. No. Well, no, I wasn't even going to say no. it. No, because there's every a time I see who's who yeah. just he, played at the he, baked oh. potato, and then I'm oh fuck, I just, just missed, missed that. that. Oh, oh, I missed I that. Know. Oh my god, I missed that. Oh, I know. That's what's know. annoying. He, you know. takes, he takes Uber. He's right around the corner. Yeah. I know. I was going to say Uber's it's easy. You're just kind of down the street here. Yeah, no, it's easy. But that's what I hate. It's like oh god, I wish I'd have seen that. Like I wanted to see. Look at this Christmas show. Well, that he's he coming up year. again, but it's sold out in one day. You know, I mean, literally, I, I announced it the other day, his Christmas show in December, and right now we're in September. Yep. I put it up for sale the other day because it's time. Yep. Which is time to give myself plenty of time to sell it out, right. which took one day. One day. Two nights, four shows, gun. <sighs> standing room only. That's, what, that's all you can, you can get in, you but can. it'll be standing room only. Yeah. Maybe I'll still go to that. Yeah. What's, what's the date I, I, of My that? favorite spot That's is the, the back of the, the bar. The 16th and 17th you know, of December. I liked it back there over by the kitchen. Yeah. That's my favorite spot. And one, oh, yeah, that's one, good. one cool thing I can announce, I can tell you, because uh, it's not even for sale yet, is Joe Bonamassa will be there for four nights. Oh, Joe's coming yeah, in. Yeah, for 4th, 5th, and 6th, and 7th of December. Four nights. Whoa. Whoa. So that'll be kind of awesome. And he's done it quite a lot of times. Yeah. Joe it lives up the hill from the big potato. I mean, right. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. No, he's, he's been okay. on the show. Okay, he's good. So, you know, yeah. he lives yeah. right up the hill as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that make, means... When you say up the hill from the club, that means if you ever drink, you can drive up the hill and never hit a major street and you <laughs> right. get home. Yeah. Because all you do is go up from behind the club and you're yeah. in the mountains. You're in the mountains. You're in the Hollywood, hill, the Hollywood yeah. Hills. Or that's the back of the club. So his show hasn't gone on sale yet? Not yet, no. I'll Because I just did Lukather. I thought I'd wait another few days, but it'll probably go on But that'll oh. sell out just like Luke's did. Yeah, know? I think it will. I should try and get that. Yeah, yeah. I know he's in Australia. He's playing australia right now right right yeah he's in arts so yeah and we he's had, a super go. nice guy can you believe what a nice guy that guy is he, jeez he come on the show and he yeah. he surprised us didn't he how yeah. just up honest and just oh what a guy he was he was great you know from the first time he played there because i knew he, i mean it was it's been he's been playing at the club probably for about maybe seven eight years now yeah and you know at the beginning it was like okay i knew about who he was because when he was younger and yeah. he and he was still turning this machine into this machine he is yeah. that yeah. he is now yeah and he was totally a nice guy. I think the reason he plays at the club is so he can wear a t-shirt and play guitar. A regular <laughs> t-shirt and play guitar. Right, so right. he cannot be Joe all the time yeah. because he is totally doing this thing properly. Yeah. I mean, he is a professional, man. Yeah. I really kind of appreciate that about him. No, I, and also, he really understands the reality of, of 
our our times. Right. Like like right. most of the musicians I talk to, and I mean I teach at USC, right. so I got these kids who are all right. coming up with dreams, and they're all right. brilliant players. Right. But so many people are still looking at this business like it's 1950. Yeah, and Joe did not. And Joe and Joe understands really. what is happening today and how to make it work. Well, it, he realized yeah. basically. Yeah. We're not in the music business. Yeah. We're in the real estate business. Yes. Yes. And he right. realized that instead of right. in, sure in, instead of, you know, cashing out yeah. to a bunch of people yeah. and paying their rent, it was right. better for him to be the landlord right. and be in control of his world. Right. And he and he realized he didn't need like fifty people in an entourage. He just yeah. needed a couple of people who yep. did their job well. Right. I mean he told this all Right. That's so, and, and, he's, and it's and he's so much really what like I've been that. preaching so, to my I kids, know, it's, you know, and it's, it's like so it's much so, more real. But it's yeah. great because he's actually pulled it off, you totally. know. And and it's kind of and there's an example of whatever right. the modern version of things are. Right. How Watch to make it what work. that guy does because because right. he's young, you know. Yeah. He's not, uh, you know, not you know established and you right. know all of the stuff that so many of our guys are. Yeah. And came from a different, almost a different era, but it's you know. He Joe is remarkable. Yeah. I mean, it's remarkable what really? he's achieved. I mean, really? you know, I've, I've, he's gotten us tickets to the Greek, and we're like, he played the baked potato, and a month later played the Greek. Yeah. You know, That's but he's no, in control of it because he rents yeah, out the Greek. He doesn't play for the yes. Greek theater. He, he plays, rents right, the place. Exactly. He's the realist. He's again, exactly. and like we're I, in the real estate, estate business. business. Yeah. He's the landlord. Right. Yeah. He's not the tenant. I, I can appreciate it in a very deep way. I, yeah. I love that freaking truck, too, yeah. with his face on the side. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking awesome, man. And it's yeah. his yeah. truck. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, like, uh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's smart and neat and to know that that's possible and, and that there's other examples, you know, yeah. other yeah. than just mere luck. You have to be good, though, and that hasn't changed. Yeah. You have to still be really oh, yeah. good. Because yeah. yeah. that's yeah. what's come from the beginning, from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s. These musicians were the, t the top of the world. These yeah. guys are the best. Yeah. You and that's be, still yeah. there. you got to be a badass. You have to be a badass. You yeah. just have to be. Yeah. And have some luck. Yeah. But badass is definite, you know. Because yeah. I imagine you just see, you see badasses all the time mm -hmm. through, through the potato. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. they're just oh, yeah. there. That's are it. you surprised the standard that, have you seen a difference in the standard <laughs> with younger players nowadays no no they are shooting for that yeah they are are you yeah no they're shooting for that they yeah. were you know because almost all of the younger players their dads brought them there yeah. to the baked potato to see these bands I mean Jeff Pabco's probably the top young keyboard player oh yeah me, Jeff we know Jeff yep. because I'm much older than him but yep. you know he his dad took him there at 13 and 14 and 15 and now Jeff is Jeff and Jeff yeah. is the most demanded keyboard player out there. He is that much in demand and rightfully, yeah. he's brilliant. Yeah, he's I mean, so he is badass, badass yeah. like for real, yeah. <laughs> you know? So these are the things, you know? I mean, yeah. it is real. You know, Luke's son, he's been coming to the club his whole life, his first place he ever played and, and, and he is who he is now. Uh, Travis Carlton, you know, I mean, come on, yeah, yeah. that's the, he's really that good. Travis is the badass motherfucker bass player right yeah, now. Yeah. He is the guy, you know, and yeah, his dad's Larry Carlton, but boy, it's that's you. He he's plays in what? How many bands at the Big Potato in a month? Five. Wow. Because he's that good, and everyone right, yeah. wants him because yeah. he shows up <clears throat> and he knows and he plays for real. Yeah, he's yeah. badass. Yeah, yeah, man. 
Yeah. yeah. And of course, Abe Jr. So the, the nice yeah. thing about the club being open this long is all these big guys have sons and they all do it too. And wow. they're just as amazing. Yeah. Abraham and Abe Jr. You know, I mean, Abraham's yeah. been there my whole life. He's been part of the club my whole life. Yep. And somebody I've, you know, you admire him in so many ways because he's just an unusual human, yep. you know, because he's so special. He's such a special kind of musician and he can read up and down anything in front of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not just like he's just special and crazy. No, he's a pro who can read anything up and down. And when he comes to the club, he lets go yeah. and plays whatever he wants. And, and then he has Abe Jr. And Abe, Abe Jr. is the quintessential drummer of that man. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, that's, that's how you get a guy who plays that good. You have a dad like that. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things you can see right. in the lineage. Abe, Abe is like, yeah. I saw him with uh, the Raging Honkies and yeah. it was like, yeah. Fuck. What is him? What am I looking at? I mean, and we see all the biggest drummers. Abe's, Abe's, Abe Jr., one of a kind. I, I actually, as a guitarist, I mean, I'm watching Landau, but I oh. found myself watching Abe. And can you imagine playing with him, him playing your songs? Holy shit, it would be the greatest sound. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's what, yeah. I mean, literally last month, Oh yeah, it was yeah, it was last month. It was Landau, Jimmy Johnson, and Abe Jr. And all I could think of is like, I'm a singer and I write songs, and I just thought if I could afford the world, that's my band. Yeah, that's it. Jimmy Johnson, my favorite bass player of all bass players. Abe Jr., the best, the and best. Mike Landau. I could stand in front of them all day long. That's and suck, and it'd be fine. Really? You know, I mean, <laughs> you could fart in front of them. Oh my band. god! Yeah, I mean, they're just so, so fantastic. That's so. why that's why Paul McCartney has them. And, oh, and, and James Taylor has and, them. Yeah, yeah, and all of them. I know. That's why Mike comes home from tour and he's actually working every day all day long because his studio is full on, and he just has to sit there and accept the emails, you know, <laughs> accept the work, and that's all it is because yeah. he is that fantastic. He is that fantastic. So Ed, you would have seen, I guess, that's probably a massive change with guys like that where. It was those guys running all over town to session, right. session, yeah, session. Yeah. And now, like you said, they're sitting at home in yeah. their home studios. Oh, my God. Just collecting yeah. emails, right? And yeah. doing the work. Doing the work. It's kind of awesome. But the studios are still all around. Yeah. You still have to go and lay basic somewhere. Yeah. And, that's, and you've got to have a really good studio right, to do it. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I do kind of, personally, of course, I'm just an old jazz guy. Yeah. So what do I fucking know? <laughs> but but, <laughs> but I, mean, I like to play. Yeah. You know, and I find that this whole... Separation, separation yeah, of a, you know that yeah. we're not collaborating, that we're not playing in a realistic mm -hmm. environment, yeah. and it's, I mean, for jazz especially, like if no, we're yeah. not reacting to each other, I'd just rather play by myself. Yeah, that's why we turned the club into a studio. For all those right. years, it was like all these guys would pull up with a truck and just try to capture what happens in the club, and I was like, you know what, I, I'm I'm redoing the sound system. Let's just wire this thing now. So we did. We just wired yeah. it and have our own Pro Tools in the back. So anytime anyone wants to record their night. It's basically turning it on and it's flat and you can then mix all night long, but you're going to capture you guys playing with each other, right. which in the studio you can get, but you all really have to be playing. Yeah, you know, my father yeah. still won't record any other way. He right. has to take the whole band in the studio, but that's him and he's from the old school. And, right, exactly. Even then, even then, yeah. it's different than being playing in your club because yes. everybody's separated and I everybody's know. got headphones. And that's, yeah. that's, you know, so you're leaving the blending... Yeah. Yeah. up to the engineer right you're not leaving the blending up to the, to band, the band in the moment where all we're doing is we put mics on every the nice thing about the club play. is that we did that setup so we could split the sound between what the club hears in the PA yeah. to right. what's in the back because the back can have all the mics going and in the house I can put up three 
But all the mics are going to the back, getting every single, every drum, every hi-hat, every cymbal, all of the amps. And, you know, when you have a ton of gear, you can kind of mic a guitar amp four ways. Why not? We got a ton of mics and they, you know, they were given to us. So let's just use Use them. And Why not? You know, and it makes it fun to record because we got so much so much gear yeah. that it's like why not and then you take that hard drive and you can come here to your studio and sit here for hours and go holy shit this is live yeah you know because something happens at right. the club and just don't, best solution you ever do happen then it club. is like don't fuck it up yeah yeah when yeah. you get into the studio yeah because I know. don't make mess with it you yeah know, just you know because because yeah. yeah i mean for me you know i yeah. like to play yeah and playing whether i'm by myself or with right. people it's right. just like just Play, I know. You know in the I studio, know. I know it's a necessity for us. It is, but it's not where real music is made. No, real music is sound waves hitting people yeah, and adjusting yeah. to each other. Yeah, it's funny because I—that's my opinion. And of one course, of my, I'm really old. <laughs> I, I hear you though. Like one of my, <laughs> you know, original CDs that my band did, and like the main cut that's on there that it's been the one everybody's loved forever, and I've had to listen to it for you know. 15, no, not longer, 25 years or something, yep. I've heard this song. And I've never really liked it all that much until I heard a version of it we played at the Baked Potato one night. And my keyboard player is Mitch Foreman, so I have a fantastic keyboard player. Yep. Rico Belen is on bass. And, you know, I, I have a really good band. I mean, they're like, it's pros. Yeah. And, and we did a version of that song that's the best version I've ever heard. <laughs> and you got and it, it was just about us being us all on the stage in my band and we're all playing because we are in this band together and there's an audience right there and, and you're listening and, and yeah. i can't get over it to, to, that i it is that much better than the original version it's so much better that it's like night and day yeah and yep. it and i basically am doing everything i can to get rid of that original version <laughs> and use the, the live one because it's yeah. that amazing it better. just captured everything it's something about live it is right well you know it's just you know i had this one record date coming up and the producer wanted to get together yeah and listen to a bunch of stuff to get an idea of what sound we were going to get. Right. You know, it was one of those okay. things, right? <laughs> Overthinking <And> we, everything. <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah. And we sat down and listened to a ton of shit. Mm. And I was the most worthless consultant in the right, world because right. if the music was happening, right. great. it sounded great, great to me. Sure. And if the music was kind of not happening, it sounded like shit to me. Right. And like, so in terms of production quality, right. I was the worst. <laughs> The, the worst opinion you yeah. could ever want. I mean, there's this one West Montgomery record, yeah. the, 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 you know, the incredible jazz guitar, sure. which sounds like shit. Shit, right. It sounds <laughs> like everybody, even Wes's tone, which was always right. great, yeah. was pretty bad on that one. Yeah. And it was like, I'm going, this sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like looking at me, I'm going, let's make it sound like this. Yes, and, yeah, you know, sure. I, I can't play like right. that. But yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. You know, and it's, we forget that sometimes yeah. with all this equipment and the way the world goes now. But you get it in the club yeah, because because yeah. there's no way to hide it. No, there's no. none of that. That's my favorite shit. thing you know, about playing at the baked potato. The baked potato, you you can you, are you can you. do all you want as yeah. a sound man. You, no, because the place is so small and yeah. so much sound is coming off the stage. Yeah, there's just nothing you can do about it. No, you you it's, it's your, the band. It's your tone for yeah. real. That's not transferred right. into some other version of you. It's yeah. you. And no plugins. My, no, There's nothing no, you can do. Nothing. I mean, if if you ever wanted to do anything there, yeah. you'd want to be able to turn something down. Yes. Which you can't do. Yes, I know. I know exactly. And you like can't, sound you, man's you, haven't you can't figured turn out that drums down ever. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, and I was talking to Alan about that. Yeah. Alan Hurts. Yeah. You know, we were sitting listening, and a couple of bands. I won't mention who the drummers were. You know, and 
fusion-style drums can be very loud and oh, very yeah. intense. And, intense and kind of take over. Right. And he was talking to me about how, like, you know, it's like, other than us, you ever stop to think about what real people hear when they hear that? <laughs> That's so funny. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, like, imagine you just, like, weren't into this. Yeah. You just came here because the baked potato. Because the it's, it's, yeah. you got to go to the baked potato, right. just like you got to go to the Taj yeah. Mahal when you're right. in India. Sure. You know, and you come in here. And, well, thank you and, for and that. This, I appreciate that. And, 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 and this guy's, like, going off. Yeah. And you're, like, going, like, we're all, like, you know, riding it, it's normal to us, and right. we're, we're, you know, and maybe it's overbearing, but it's still great, you know, and it's controlling the energy and the right. art and the dynamics, and it's cool because that's what the way the music works. Yeah. But I, he says, "Do you ever stop to think about like what normal people think when they hear this?" <laughs> All those jokes about jazz. <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. many how many dates have you seen where a guy's brought his missus and you you've seen her eyes just sort of glaze over like oh what the fuck? Well, you know, most, for most of the time, the uh, other than my gig at the Big Potato, I want to say <laughs> most of the time, most of the time, it's basically you can see it's the first date. Yes, yeah, like yeah. the girl has found her guy. Right, she wants this guy. <clears throat> this is her guy. Right, this is going to work. He's the right one. Boom! I found the unicorn. Whatever. And he wants to go to the baked potato to hear whoever. Yeah. And she's going to go with him just to make sure that, like, nothing happens, you know, because <laughs> somebody else might grab this unicorn, oh. right? Yeah. And then you can tell by about the third tune, she goes, well, I can let him come here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, and I don't have to with him. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty safe. He, yeah. You can this see her, great. like, going... Why don't you go to the baked potato? potato. <laughs> go on down. Awesome. I'm behind it. 100%. That's very funny. Very funny. Yeah. And a lot of guys that, that really love the club, that's their, their, their thing is if they can bring a girl there and she can handle right. the baked potato, the, the, the they're the one. And I've heard that too. Okay, that it's the other one. Way. It's the reverse totally. unicorn syndrome. You know, we yeah. found it. They, exactly. Because, you know, they love the baked potato. So many people are just... Yeah. You know, that's that's their line. Like, oh, that's great. Yeah, it's very funny. That's great. I'm right? sure there's been some amazing hangs yeah. at the end oh, of the yeah. night. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've even been there for a few of them. So, yeah. I mean, I can imagine it's epic. There were, there was, epic. There were some epic moments. Epic. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah out, out of the blue, crazy, funny things. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, it's been their hangout for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Know, so it's home, right? It's home. So... I'd rather them be there than somewhere else. Yeah, you know, yeah. just for safety reasons. <laughs> Other people might not understand, understand what I'm saying here, but it's just safer to have them there, and yeah, yeah. And it's better have, for all of us. <laughs> you know, it's funny, and it's Bruce and I always talk about this. We go to venue venues, and I won't mention any names, but we've gone to some venues, and it's just so funny how some people run their venues, oh. and you're just like. I don't even want to be here because oh the people God. are assholes, oh or you're God. treated like shit, yeah. or they're kicking you out early because there's a sound ordinance, and oh. and it's just or they just want to let the staff go a half hour. They early. want to let the they staff to, go yeah, by to, ten by ten or eleven to cut o'clock. The payroll, and, and, and yeah. it's like, do you realize if you just let people sit there and drink, you're going to make another five hundred yeah. bucks yeah. for this thirty dollars? Look, of staff, I, I've played you know? in every club in Los Angeles. I have a rock band. We have played 
all of them. Oh, and, we okay. just, and especially because like my other guitar player, he works with me at the club. He's yep. part of the club. And we just stand there going, oh my God. I mean, oh my God, I can't believe they're still there. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> right. I mean, like the they, they did this band uh, last month called... Um, what was it? It was all the Zappa guys. It was all original Zappa guys. Yeah. And um, and we got to use you know Frank's picture. I mean, it was like we were allowed to have this band because everybody that was up there was in Frank Zappa's band, right. for real. Well, you know, and yeah. uh, they were. It was incredible to watch that. They were to see that musicianship like that right on the stage for real again since you know it's he's been gone a while. Yeah. And yep. to see and the, and it that they all remember in that depth. I mean, Ralph Humphreys had no sheet music up there. None. Like, none. These songs are so complicated, I don't... He had none, and he knew them. And if anybody started to question it, it's like, no, no, Ralph knows. That's exactly how it goes. Because that was Ralph on yeah. the album, and that was Ralph all those years, and that's deep. Yeah. And, I, and then they played this show at the Whiskey, and one of my workers was going with them to help them with their gear, and I just said to him, look, if they start treating these guys shitty... You step in because these are real freaking musicians. Yep. And playing, I played the whiskey, and they don't treat you like no, real musicians. No, and, they just and scrape I said, your shit off the I said, if they mess with these guys and they start giving them a hard time, you step in and you know what to say. Yep. Say, no, no, that's not who you have on this stage. Yeah. And it was really important. I was so worried about my guys going to some other shitty place that I've. It's not, it's the whiskey. I played there. 50 times, yeah. you know, and, and I've been, never been treated well there. No. Great shows I've had there, totally, but never been treated well. No. I, I, everything that happened in that club was like my own doing. My yeah. band, my audience, my, you know, everything. You do it all, and they just stand there and treat you like shit, shit you know, yep. which is tough, you know. It's, a, it's amazing that so many clubs just treat musicians like Badly. shit. Badly. Like, what, what would... And no common sense. That They're the only reason you're there. Yeah. I mean, that you yeah, exist yeah. is because of them. Yeah. I know, I, mean, I know. I mean, it's the ones where it's background, it's sort of understandable. Right. You know, because, okay, you're just in the way and you blah, blah, blah. Right. We could have turned the stereo on, but we're paying for you. Right. But, but when it's really a music club, yeah. Yeah. you're wondering, like, what are they thinking? This is the product they're business. selling, yeah. and they're making them uncomfortable and unhappy. Yeah. What do they think they're going to get back? Yeah, you know, yeah. Are, are they get like like when when they get and every club goes through hard times. I know we all are, when when they go through hard times when they ask all the musicians to help, help for a yeah. benefit. Right. everybody's going to go. Oh, sure, you treated us yeah, so, so fucking, fucked up. Yeah. We're going to come like help, help you, dig you, right? Or like you know, or basically, their fans come in. Right. And they're all pissed off. Right. And they all know. Yeah. Because they know. I they mean, know. it's like, they're what are these people forever. thinking? Yeah. And, yeah. and like, how much are they going to, money are they going to make more by being assholes? Right. None. Yeah. It's like, they're just assholes. They're just assholes. Yeah. And, 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 and club owners, you know, are famous for being yeah. that. Yeah, I know. Right. And it's just, it's, it's, to me, it's like, it seems like, God, if you want to be that in that business... Yeah, you should be. It's like the next step to politics or something. You mm -hmm. just want everybody to vote for you and love you. That's right. that's the person who should have yeah. that job because yeah. that's the person who's going to make the money in yeah. that. You know, yeah. creating a great you space. You got to think of it such more broad than that because you you can't think of I'm going to make money. I'm going to make yeah. money because you're not. Yeah. You're going to make a little bit for a long time. Yeah, and that's all there is to it. You know, the staff often do just as well as the club because they're working. 
literally making the whole thing operate. Yeah. So yeah, how else is it going to operate if you don't have all those people? Yeah. You know, but you don't need more than enough people. You need right. the right amount of people right. to handle what is happening, and they need to work really hard. Right. And that's you know that's why they do so well because they're working really hard and under their and doing their job really well. Yeah. And yeah. and you and the profit is low. Yeah. But if you do it a lot, then at least somebody can make some money the owner can actually be an owner yeah right yeah. And it, it sustains itself it i mean sustains obviously itself. you've had that that Place building for, for since time. 1969 exactly. so now right. as everything is inflated exactly you're sitting yeah. in a sweet spot exactly but that, that doesn't happen forever when i had the hollywood club we were i had a, a you know it was had sunset and, vine. and the yeah. reason i i finally did sell is because i couldn't fight the landlord anymore you know because he was you know, he was being very difficult. We were busy. We yeah. were making money. Yep. He saw that and he wanted more of it. Uh, <laughs> you cool. know, and it's like, but you can't. We have a lease. Well, it doesn't really matter because the truth of it is it doesn't really matter. Right. They own the building and they can pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah. So that's why whenever I look at another space now, the first thing has to be that I can buy this building at some point. Yeah. Maybe not today, but maybe in two years yeah. or five for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not going to... I'm not going to lease your building. Yeah. And that's really been my line of why I haven't opened another one for a while. And, and the truth of it is, is at this point, I've two places have come and gone, but it had to be that I could buy that. Not Maybe not today, fine. You want to be the landlord for a while, fine. But I need the option to buy this building. Yeah, nothing because, worse. No, they because in the end, you're going to close. Yeah. And even if you did really well for a long time, you're still going to close it eventually. Right, you did all that work for... For, for nothing. And you don't, you, you know, you come and you ever fix anything you've just paid for to fix somebody's shit. Yeah. And you're like, well, you know, if I don't ever get to buy this building, I'm just not going to go here. Yeah. Because that's not going to benefit me in, when I'm 80. You right. know, my dad's 82, so i got a ways to go here. Yeah. You know, and, he's, and, I'm, and I get why he's 82, <laughs> you know, because he plays a God, lot. He must have some great stories. Oh, his, he's written a book, though. Oh, he has? <laughs> yeah. What's, oh, yeah. he, what's the it's, book? You've heard these hands. Yeah, it's, been, it's out and you can get it at, oh, at, at okay. Barnes & Noble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a great book about all the different people he played with. And was all this was he part of the documentary too? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Danny Tedesco's, you know, he's, he was at the club yeah. Saturday night with yep. my dad because my dad played Saturday. Yeah. And this is the difference between the older guys and the younger guys. Yeah. The, all of the guys that come from that era, like Ernie Watts and my dad, uh, Brian Auger, these, the certain age range, when they start at 930... They end whenever the hell they want to end. Right. And it's never at an hour and 10 minutes or an hour and 15 minutes. My dad played an hour and 57 minute first set. <laughs> and the audience never got was doing anything other than going, oh my God, oh my God, because it was fantastic. Yeah. Brian Auger did nearly a two hour first set last weekend because that's what they did in the old days. Yeah. They just fucking played, right. man, and yeah. then take a break and then play again. Yeah. A whole long other set. Whereas the younger guys, you know, you have to always be clear. You need to play an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 15 at the short. You know, I mean, you have to have these conversations because, I mean, and the difference between me and me and them is, are you kidding? If there's an audience there listening, I'll, I'll never stop playing. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Finally, they're there listening. <laughs> right. You know, exactly. whereas these older guys, they have that audience because they're who they are and people will sit there and love it because they're so good. Ernie Watts played last month and he, he didn't want to stop. And I was like... You know, he's 70, what, 77? Wow. And I was just like, Ernie, you have another set. There's a lot of people coming. And I just had to put a note on this music stand. I was like, 
you know, you, you <laughs> play for an hour and 45 minutes right now. And I just put down, you played for an hour and 40 minutes, we have a big second set coming. And that was my little note to him. He was playing. There was somebody else soloing. I just left that. He still played another 15 <laughs> minutes. You know, it didn't end because I put a note up. Now he was like, yeah, that's great. And I'm going to take a break for 20 minutes and come back on and we'll do it again. That's deep, man. That's deep. That's pro, you know? Wow, man. Old school pro. So they just fucking love it, right? They love it. They And they sound so damn good. Of yeah. course they... God, if you sounded like that, wouldn't you want to just keep playing? <laughs> you can play anything. These guys are so good. They can yeah. play anything. They know all the sweet notes and they play them. Yeah, it's awesome.
Thank you.